0: listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve Podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you. It is upon us, Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor. Probably should say them in order. Golden Bachelor tonight, followed by Bachelor in Paradise. Give you a little preview. Survivor premiered last night. We're going to talk about that. Big Brother we find out who makes it back into the game between Cameron and Jared. That's coming tonight. Also, preview today's weekly podcast, number 358, with Taryn Armstrong. He is your resident Big Brother live recapper on Rob Has a Podcast. He came on last year right around this time. We're going to have him on this year. We're breaking down everything regarding Big Brother and talk a little intro uh, to Survivor. More Taylor Swift news regards to Travis Kelsey. And I've got another iOS 17 complaint. And someone might need to help me out on this. I don't want to go to a store and talk to somebody. The Apple store, you have to make an appointment 17 weeks in advance. Can someone just help me out here? <laughs> we'll get to that momentarily. All right. It's finally upon us. Golden Bachelor tonight, followed by Bachelor in Paradise. Real quickly, getting to Joey season. Tonight is Rose Ceremony number three. I believe they are heading out of town after tonight's Rose Ceremony, heading out of town this weekend. I don't know where they're headed yet, but they are already on episode number four. So keep that in mind. Yesterday's group date was a public date. It was a tennis date. Real shocker. Joey plays tennis. He's a tennis coach. Oh, wow, well, they're going to have the women play tennis. I don't know who was on the date. I just know It was a tennis date. And obviously I'll fill stuff in uh, as I get it, but that's where we're at with Joey's season of filming row server. Number three tonight, they leave heading somewhere this weekend. Keep that in mind. All right. Tonight, golden bachelor and bachelor in paradise. You know who your final three are and your final two are on golden bachelor. I do not know who has won Gary's heart. He clearly is with somebody. I I don't know if there was a proposal or anything like that, but he did choose somebody between Leslie and Teresa. And I have not heard which one he chose, but tonight's episode, first episode, going to be pretty much standard that you see at most first episodes of this show. However, it's only an hour long, so they're really going to zip through. Um, you know, I, I I would, I would assume they're going to have to start limo entrances literally in the first segment of the show. If not, then that means they're going to skip and not show all what 22 women this season. They're not going to show the full entrances of 22 women. And if they do, then you're really cutting the cocktail party short. If you have to dedicate the last segment to the rose ceremony. So we'll see how a one hour show goes in this format, but it's going to be sped up. Some of you might watch it and be like, hey, why can't The Bachelor and Bachelorette only be one-hour episodes? Well, I don't think that's going to be the case, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And I brought it up last week. I'll bring it up again. I really do think Bachelor in Paradise is going to take a hit this season in terms of criticism because it's coming on right after The Golden Bachelor, which has a bunch of women who are looking for a second or possibly third chance at love. They're much older. And it's going to have a lot more purity to it, a lot more heart to it. And then right after that, you're going to get into a bunch of 20-somethings frolicking around on the beach, making out in hot tubs, making out with multiple people. I just think it's going to get criticized and be like, I really like the Golden Bachelor. This is what the show should be. And why do we have to watch all these Instagram influencers on the beach? Like, it's coming. Just be prepared because that's what you're going to get once both episodes air tonight and over the course of the season, I really believe. Now, for Bachelor in Paradise, I have given you the ending spoilers of the season and the main people from this season about what happens. You know that Avon and Kylie, I don't know how it ends for them on the show, but they are absolutely dating post-show. I told you Rachel and Rachel Recchia and Blake Moines. both of them left the show on their own. They did not leave at a rose ceremony. They are both single. Who are the engaged couple? Oh, Kat Izzo and John Henry are engaged and Aaron and Eliza are engaged. I showed you the video of 3 days after filming ended of them in the lobby at the Vedanta Hotel down in Mexico and then I found out later on that they were engaged. So that's what I heard post filming, you know, filming ended in June, you know. This is this was 3 months ago. So could stuff have happened since then? I guess. I know Kat and John Henry are still together. Kat is about the worst at trying to keep a secret. Uh, the fact that she already moved uh, since uh, this summer. Uh, closer to him, she was in Florida. Now she's in North Carolina. He's in Virginia. I mean, it's it's clear that um, she is with him. I have video of her with him that I put out there a while ago. They are still together. Aaron and Eliza, you know, you hear rumblings that maybe they aren't together anymore. The last I heard was they were, so I guess it's possible. I want to say that the last I heard about them was mid-August, so I don't know. Maybe they broke up since then. I'm not sure, but uh, I heard they did get engaged on the show just like Kat and um, John Henry did. And Avon and Kylie, as I said, they are definitely together post-show, but I don't know what happened to them on the show, if they left as a couple or they pulled one of these Becca Thomas things where they broke up or production forced them and they almost forced them to break up and then they got together right after the show ended. I'm not sure how that all went down, but those are your main couples and main storylines that happened on the show. There's obviously other things that go on. There's so many dates and so many hookups that happen, but for your spoilers of what you want to know that happens at the end of the season, which couples end up together stuff like that. Uh, That is your answer in regards to bachelor in paradise. So it's going to air. It's going to be weird. It's definitely going to be weird airing on Thursday nights. And there's a lot of other stuff on Thursday nights that I now have to have in the background. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll obviously have the football game on in the background. And then once bachelor in paradise is over, then I'll sit there and watch what happened on big brother. So, I guess I have to not follow anybody on Twitter because that could possibly spoil it for me. So I guess I have to avoid that since I'm not going to be watching it. It's it's on at what eight central time. Yeah, it's on at eight central time and I'll be that's when Bachelor in Paradise starts. So probably watch that and then. Well, no, I'm going to watch Paradise and then watch Big Brother afterwards. And you know with with bachelor in paradise it, and golden bachelor i don't think i'm going to be writing anything on fridays it just it, it doesn't it doesn't if you knew the numbers and you knew how things work nowadays and i understand there are people out there that say why don't you write as much anymore or i like reading stuff cuz i don't listen to podcasts totally understand i get it but unfortunately you're part of the minority because the numbers have switched so much in the last 2 years of people who read what I do versus people who listen to what I do, it doesn't make any sense for me to spend a lot of time writing recaps of something that we all saw the night before um, when so many opinions are coming in like as the show is going on. I'll still do my recaps for Bachelor and Bachelorette. That's the, the, ba- that's the existence and, and how realitysteve.com got started. But for Bachelor and Paradise, especially if it's after it's airing after Golden Bachelor, it's just going to be in my Friday daily roundup. I will talk about it, and we'll discuss the things that went on and, and what happened on both shows on Friday, but there's just not going to be a write-up about it. There's nothing to really write, you know? There's not going to be, unless I find out new spoilers, and again, that will be written probably just on Twitter and Instagram stories. So, unfortunately, that's just the way it is now, and if you were in my position, you would be doing the same thing is the best answer I can give you. It's just podcasting is is kind of the way media is leaning now versus people aren't reading blogs anymore. People aren't reading long form writing anymore, unless it's like some sort of, you know, major expose piece or major uh, scandal or something like that. Because you were all following when I did the thing with um, Nate Mitchell and his ex that sent me all the stuff like you'll read something like that. But. The tuning in to watch me recap what we just saw on Bachelor in Paradise, which is, you know, the thing about the, the toughest thing about covering Bachelor in Paradise is it's while it is the same thing every season, just like Bachelor and Bachelorette, it's kind of in on its own joke. It's what's more lighthearted and they already know it's kind of a joke, <laughs> you know, and so it's not as easy to make fun of. It's very easy to make fun of Bachelor and Bachelorette because they take themselves so seriously when it's all kind of a bunch of silliness. Bachelor in Paradise at least is in on the joke a little bit, and you know that just by the intro videos. So I'll have some thoughts here and there, poke fun at certain things that happen and whatnot, but coming down on these people for Paradise, it's just, it's just not worth my time anymore. It really isn't. But what is worth my time is DoorDash. You know I love DoorDash. You need fresh groceries for the week but don't have time to go to the store, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You get everything you want delivered right when you need it, right to your door. You've trusted them to deliver from your favorite restaurants, right? Now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. Thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You find the best in your neighborhood and boast your local economy with each and every order. You get exactly what you order or they will make it right for you. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Even more value, you can get $0 delivery fees on all eligible orders if you have a Dash Pass membership. That means for grocery or restaurant favorites. With easy substitutions right in the app, best in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. I am a Dash Pass member myself. I am a DoorDash lover myself. This is something that has come in Very convenient for me because I'm not someone that really likes going to the grocery store because I usually overshop. meaning I'm walking down an aisle and I see something that tastes good in the moment and I'm like, wow, I want to have this when I get home. But then I do that for like 10 things and I only eat one of them when I get home. So this is portion control for me when it comes to DoorDash because all I'm doing is looking at it on an app and saying, oh, let's add this to the cart. Oh, let's add this to the cart. And it's not as enticing as walking up and down every aisle. Plus, I just don't like dealing with grocery stores in general. It's just a thing of mine. There's no way for me to explain it. It's just, I've got something against grocery stores. Just know that. Anyway, get 50% off your DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use promo code REALITYSTEVE at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code REALITYSTEVE. Don't forget that's promo code REALITYSTEVE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Big Brother is tonight, and... There was no HOH, obviously, this week. There was no power of veto. There was no nominations. Tonight is all about Jared and Cameron. And, again, I'm not going to even give a spoiler alert here. Cameron won the comp on Sunday against Jared. So, tonight, going into tonight's episode, he is going to decide whether he wants to play in the comp And if he beats the time or whatever the comp is, if he wins the time, because he's not competing against Jared, he's just choosing, do I want to compete in it? And if I do and I'm successful, then I get to return to the house or I let Jared do it. And if he's successful, he gets to return to the house. But if he's not, then Cameron gets in. It seems like Cameron has been telling people behind the scenes all week on the live feeds, he's going to play in the comp. He's going to do it himself. He doesn't want to put his fate in the hands of somebody else. Now, Today, podcast number 358 coming out in a couple hours is with Taryn Armstrong, who covers the live feeds for Big Brother on the Rob has a podcast site. Taryn is excellent. And you know me, I have not followed live feeds all season. I've seen stuff here and there, but basically, in today's podcast, it's definitely all up to the minute spoilers on what's been happening on the live feeds. And good thing I talked to him. I was able to, I, you know. As I've told you all season, I'm not listening, but I was like, you know, I'm going to have him on. I'm not going to pretend like, oh, Taryn, don't tell me anything. I'm like, okay, we're halfway through the season or a little over halfway through the season. I think he said there's 43 days left. I can find out what happened this week because it, was a not, it wasn't a normal week. You know, we didn't have an HOH. There was no noms. There was no power veto. So I was like, okay, tell me what's been going on in the house because I'm curious – what's happening here. And boy, I had no idea that there's been a major turn in the house based on some conversations that have been had. So it's a really good conversation with Taron Armstrong coming up in a couple hours. So definitely tune into that. If you're into big brother, we also hit on the premiere of survivor. Now we taped it yesterday, so we didn't talk about last night's episode, but we talked about this season, maybe what to expect the 90 minute episodes, stuff like that. However, I watched the episode last night, and it didn't seem like it was 90 minutes, so I guess that's a good thing. It went by pretty fast. Uh, It's very ironic that the Survivor superfan, Brandon, who I believe is on the Lulu tribe, right? Yeah, the tribe that went to tribal council. I mean, it's not like he's going to get better in comps. And if Hannah doesn't quit at tribal council last night, you got to think, I don't care if they don't like uh, the uh, Emily, is that her name, the one that seems to be very paranoid and just kind of speaks her mind, Brandon is an absolute liability out there. I, I, I He couldn't climb up a ladder on the side of a boat, and we saw how bad he was in the obstacle course. Brandon is not long for this game unless Lulu just goes on a run and wins every comp and comp <laughs> mixing up big brother and survivor and wins every challenge. And they just never have to go to tribal council because I, there's just no reason to keep him there. He is an absolute liability. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, sorry, Brandon, I know you're a super fan, but, At least he admits it. He's very well aware. Like, my effort out here is terrible. I'm trying. I'm just not going to be good at challenges. And someone like that that can bring you down and, you know, possibly set you back three or five minutes behind the other teams and challenges, I mean, can you imagine what he's going to have to do on swimming challenges? There's just no way. They're going to fall behind by so much time you can't have him compete. Period. And so – I don't know what they're going to do, but he seems to be the next one gone if I'm Lulu. I got to believe people at home and people out there are probably pissed at Hannah. It's not like Hannah quit two weeks into the game. Hannah quit on day, what, two? I understand. Like, look, I'm sitting here at home and I've told you Survivor is my favorite reality show of all time. I also have told you I have zero interest in ever going on it. I would probably feel how Hannah felt. That's why I would never enter in the first place. And I know she says, well, you never know until you get out here. Come on. You have an idea that, okay, I I know myself. I know whether or not I could handle the elements. I'm telling you right now, there's zero chance I could ever handle those elements. Zero. So I would never even enter myself in Survivor. I would never even think about it. Not that they would ever have me. I'm just saying. I, I don't know how Hannah could watch the show for I don't know however long she had. Say I, I want to be on it so bad, then get out there and quit in day two. I mean, you know, I, I I know that there's I know that there will be some of you that say, well, you 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 truly don't know how tough it is until you get out there. I'm saying. I've never been out there, and I do know how tough it is. I've watched every season. That's why I would never enter in the first place. So not really thrilled with her. I guarantee there's a lot of Survivor fans that are like, I can't believe someone quit two days in and took up a spot for somebody that absolutely would have fought through it, you know? So I haven't seen anything online yet. Then again, I haven't gone looking. But I got to believe that there are some Survivor alumni that are not thrilled with Hannah quitting as soon as she, as she early as she did when nothing really major happened to her. She didn't get injured. She didn't say she was suffering physically. She was just like, this isn't for me. It's like, great. Then why did you apply in the first place? So she deserves all the criticism that she is getting. Again, you don't need to troll her. You don't need to tell her to go kill herself. And you don't need to tell her and call her names or anything like that. But you're allowed to criticize someone who wanted to be on the show so bad, and then couldn't last two days. That's fair. It's funny because I just took the time to look at one person's Twitter account, a former Survivor player, one of my all-time favorites, former podcast guest as well, friend of mine, Eliza Orleans. She even tweeted out last night, without spoiling it, for Mountain Time and West Coast. I won't spoil anything, but I just lost my voice booing so loud at the outcome of tonight's Survivor 45 premiere. Boo. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And then even the tweet before that, she was with um, Victoria, who was on some season. You're looking at a combined, she took a picture with Victoria and Eliza wrote, you're looking at a combined 97 days of Survivor right here. Give me a break. And this was right around the time that Hannah was telling everybody she wanted to quit after two days. So, yeah, I told you. They're, they're, I guarantee Eliza and Victoria are, aren't the only two Survivor alums that are just like, that was a joke last night. Because it was. I guarantee everybody that's ever played Survivor is pissed at Hannah for what she did. So, I think Hannah said it in her... At her ending speech at the end of the show, she's like, I'm guaranteeing I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people upset at me. So at least she's under at least she's aware. But man, uh, so many people trying to get on the show over the years and I, just a bad job by casting. It really was because that's while it is on Hannah as well. It's also on casting. And it shows you how good casting has been because you never find people like that. Very few people in 45 seasons have quit this show. It just so happened that Hannah did last night, and she did it so early and not for anything other than what? It just wasn't for her. Like I said, no injury, didn't seem to be struggling physically. I mean, challenge-wise, she wouldn't have been very good anyway. But, yeah, that boy, that Lulu tribe with Emily, who nobody likes. You got Brandon, who was a liability in challenges. And then you had someone who quit after two days. Like, they're a mess already. All right, wrap up with these two things. Taylor Swift, the reporter who initially broke the news that Taylor Swift was going to be in Travis Kelsey's suite for this past Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears, reported yesterday that she is going to be in attendance at MetLife Stadium for Sunday night football when the Chiefs play the Jets. I told you this yesterday and the day before. Like, this isn't going away anytime soon. They're not going to get married. They're not even going to probably get engaged. They're probably not going to be together by the end of the football season. But for the time being, all of October, she's off. In November, she's got three weekends in November where she's in Argentina and Brazil for her international tour. Then she's off all of December and all of January. And then she's back in the Asian countries, I believe. in I don't want to say I think she's in Japan. She starts out in in February. I don't expect her to probably be with – she'll hang with Travis as long as she can during football season, but I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to every game outside of any game in November because she's going to be in South America. But this is not surprising to me, but again, we have no idea about their relationship. Obviously, it's very new. It's not like she's you know in love with him already. Anytime you're dealing with an athlete, it's just like, okay, let's tap the brakes a little bit. He is an athlete. As far as I know, anybody that Taylor has ever dated as she's been, Taylor Swift, has not been an athlete. So this is a first for her. It's probably something new, something fresh, having a little fun. She's allowed to have her fun. But let's not get – I mean, look, everyone's going to cover it. NBC will be all over it on Sunday night. They're going to show her in the box 5,000 times. They're going to talk about it. They're going to make references to her songs like it's going to be a whole thing. As long as the two are still seeing each other, it's going to be a thing that gets talked about and shoved down your throat. I'm just saying endgame for these two is just never going to happen. So just keep that in mind. And finally, one last complaint for iOS 17. I know I've been complaining about it all week, but I'm I'm serious. This is bothering me. So I remember I told you I leave a lot of voice memos for people, because sometimes I don't like texting, and then if I'm in my car and I'm driving, it's a lot easier to leave a voice memo, because I certainly don't want to text when I'm driving. Voice memo is so much easier. Now, with that said, before iOS 17, when I record a voice memo and hit send, it just went through. Now, the voice memo takes forever.